What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, anime, action figures, comic books, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson, Richard Wilson, Christopher St. Victor. Gentlemen, what's going on? How was your week? What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you playing? What's up? Caught up with The Last of Us. Yeah. Did, did we, Jack, did we tell you or did we tell you? Wait, yeah, Chris, I was actually. You, wait, 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 Chris. Of course I'm caught up. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, but we're not going to spoil it for anyone listening because we definitely do need to cover the content at some point. I had forgotten, I don't remember if I told you guys, I built something for The Last of Us. Yes. And it was actually yeah, in did. was in uh, episode five. So, you know, um, not giving anything away, there's a moment where our protagonist is in an upper building sniping at things. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. All right. So when, when they're in that room, you'll notice you never see anyone from the exterior of the building. You only see the muzzle flash and then you see everything from the interior of the building. Mm -hmm. I built the interior of that room. Oh, Oh, yeah. 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 And what's, what's crazy about it is you don't see, maybe 98% of what was built for that room. <laughs> you see like 5% wow, in right. the shoulder. Do you have right. pictures, Jack? I do, yeah. When we review The Last of Us, you could do a screen share and show some well, pictures? You probably signed some NDAs. No, you- I, I, manage, I, I manage to avoid almost all contracts, so I could send you anything. But honestly, <laughs> you see more contract. in the pictures I have than in the in the content that's shot. That's what's so funny about it. You know, it's movie magic. You see the exterior of a building and it feels like you're actually in that building, but I guarantee nothing was ever actually shot in that house. And that oh, building, no, no, no. not, a, not a single shot of the interior stuff is from that same location. Um, and then it's funny how much you do for a set and then how much of it is ever actually used or seen. You know, like I just did the uh, Bad Bunny music video that dropped two days ago. What's crazy about that is they released the music video like a day after they shot it. They were editing the whole thing while they were shooting it. So they literally dropped it. We made seven sets and I'm talking like the most intricate, outrageous. You got to be the me kind of sets you can possibly imagine. They use three of them. When you got Real money, them. you just options. Three of them. Yeah. Wasteful. <laughs> Man. Like, That's good. But hey, y'all got paid. Yeah, right. Well, we would have been paid the same if we just focused on the three sets better. Fair enough. Trying to pump out an ungodly amount of intricate stuff in the shortest amount of unbelievable timeline possible. Everyone's stressing and losing their mind. And then they use not even 50% of what you slaved over. It's insane. And I would have made the same amount of money in this in the same amount of time building three sets. One of the seven sets should have taken about a week to build. And they got seven. They got like a set a day. It was insane. Jeez. And the, I'm not even talking small sets. How did you like The Last of Us? Oh, yeah. It's great. It's pretty great. Damn, Lawrence. <laughs> Derailed. It was pretty great. I was happy to happy to catch up on it. Did, I was did a Rich, little Did we overhype it? Did me and Rich overhype the uh the the intensity of I had trouble getting into the ladies' performance. A lot of people have. I liked it though. I liked it better after I understood that the role she was filling in for. So but but I just I didn't. I felt like 
even with that, that was the only kind of way I could justify getting into her performance. But it takes a whole episode for you to even understand that. And and by that point, I'm just so over her. It was really kind of hard for me. Other than that, yes. And the end of episode five, not giving anything away. Oh, my. And See, because you were like the end of episode three. Blue took you. I'm like, wait till five. Not, not. What was so great about episode three wasn't the end. It was the whole episode. Yes. It was like this one-off, standalone, kind of beautiful little story that played out for the whole episode. And Nick yeah. Offerman is just like watching his transformation and the piano moment. All that stuff yeah. was just so gorgeous. Beautiful. Um, but, delivers. Oh, it yeah. Does. Every time. Every time. But episode um, five was really about those last two scenes. And the last two scenes were like, oh, my God. Uh, Yo, we'll talk more in depth about it down the road. But that's a good week, Jack. Catching up on The Last of Us is a good freaking week. Uh, Rich, how was your week, man? My week was all right, man. Just uh, gaming, really. Mm. Jumping on that Monster Hunter, trying to keep up with uh, my brother and his friend. It's not working. Still What's not working. Um, you mentioned that I'm, last time. You still not I'm a level, catching up. I'm a level seven. Uh, feels like level 22 now. And Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. But that's EJ significant is, yeah significant yeah ej is like a level like 200 something it's ridiculous Damn. i'm like bro, yeah, level seven. <laughs> i'm over here level seven like it's all the way behind but um other than that that's uh do, 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 do. i i'm caught up on physical 100 yeah yeah until the next few episodes come out oh vox machina caught up on that that's also a banger i'm liking it is it? I thought I wasn't. I thought I wasn't gonna like it, but I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm liking it. Season two, season two, yeah, season two. Okay. Um, what else? You texted my hero academia exclamation because point, exclamation it's a freaking <laughs> banger. Ah. What? <laughs> like, Maduria is coming into his own. Like, y'all don't understand. What are you doing with your lives? You need to be watching this, Chris. Watch it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to this right right there. He's anyway. a hater, Rich. He's a hater. Um, and that is pretty much it. Did I watch anything else? I'm trying to remember. I think that's it. Mm. There's probably definitely something there. I just forgot about it. Good week, though. It's not right. a good week to me. I'm sorry. Chris. Sorry. Uh, I watched the menu, which was kind of weird, but kind yeah. of cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Um, I watched Creed, which was, I liked a lot. I never saw Creed one. What? Oh, you? Oh, yeah. oh. Okay. So first time. First time I saw Creed. So, have you seen two? Not yet, but that's. Have that's, you that's seen tonight. Rocky? Of course, I've seen. Have you seen? Wait, have you seen Balboa? No, <laughs> no, I haven't seen Balboa. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I'm a Rocky guy. Right. You kind of have to watch the Rocky series, and like Jack said, and Rocky Balboa before jumping into Creed, like. What well, there's an order for a reason. You don't have to, but it's a better experience. I, mean, I assumed Adrian died. Could, you whoa, hey, but you or, could definitely watch Rocky One, Rocky Two, and Balboa. Like that's a great trilogy. No, if, for Creed you need one, two, three, and four. I've seen oh, you're right. Rocky. You need, Rocky. You need, you need Rocky. You need Creed, Creed training Rocky. In part three, and you need yeah. Creed's death in part four. Man, yeah. how are you an 80s baby, made it this far in life, and ain't watched every Rocky movie ever made? I didn't say I never watched every... Well, I watch all the classic Rocky movies. I, I haven't seen Balboa. Oh, you just didn't see about Rocky Balboa. Right, right. I saw the, all the other Rockies. Balboa mm -hmm. is good. 
Yeah. It's you, probably you could, top three Rocky movies. You could skip Balboa to go to I'm Creed. Watch it. I'm, I'm not saying you should, but you Lawrence, could. Balboa is top three best Rocky movies ever made. Agreed. Agreed. So then, but you don't, need it for, you don't need it for Creed is what I'm saying. Derailed. Derailed. Right. So that okay, <laughs> so then I watched that. So I'm gonna get into Creed two, which I like. And then what I did was I was supposed to be working on Friday, and I went to my. I have a warehouse because I sell cars. I have a warehouse. I sold a couple cars, emptied my warehouse, and instead of doing work, I used the entire warehouse space, like 1,500 square feet, to play my Oculus. Now I've only played, <laughs> I've only played Oculus in a small area before. But to play in a big area where you can actually run and duck and you actually walk to to points, it changes the experience. It was so crazy. I called Rich immediately, even though I knew he was working. I called Rich. I was like, yo, Rich, you have to play in a big area. It changes everything. It's wow. so crazy. Wow. Wow. So, that's what I did. I, I got to find a warehouse to empty out. You got to. Right? Just do it outside. <laughs> do it well, in your you could also just get one just of those. Uh, do it outside. Those round it's, treadmill. It specifically things. says don't do it. <laughs> it, does. it definitely does. It specifically <laughs> says don't. Um, that's pretty good. Dope, man. My week, uh, I played Oculus with my dad, actually. Really? He got one okay. for his birthday. He we got a game that turned out to, to follow. Follow him, Rich. I did. I followed him back. Okay. So. It wasn't a two-player game. We played side by side, so we got to get into a two-player game. But he's playing Oculus, which is fun. Yeah. I, uh, I'm watching Physical 100. I did a whole rich week. I'm watching Physical 100. I think I'm on episode like six. This thing's ridiculous. The dub is bananas. Yeah, it's really hard to keep up with these contestants because there's a hundred of them. So yeah. like, there's a couple you follow, but the rest it's like almost new people every time. There's a that makes it kind of hard. And the the events get repetitive because they have a hundred people to go through. <laughs> so it'd be like two episodes on one event, but it's crazy. And Rich, you didn't explain all the way that these people are like the freaking LeBron Jameses of Korea. Like these people are all I like. Did. I said they're on the top of the uh, top of their thing, top of their that? sports, whatever it is. I, I just I threw out random things You're like right. bodybuilding. Uh, power, uh, a strong man. Um, there was one Olympic loser. There was like several Olympic yeah. uh, people, like whether it be martial arts, deluge, or whatever. There's like um, a, a rescue dude. This, they're, they're the top people on, of whatever it is that they do. Like they're top of the class. My bad, you did explain it. I guess I didn't realize how famous they were to each other. Right. Like yeah, when they yeah. saw each other, like, well, oh, that's so and so. So it's almost mm-hmm. like. If it was here, it'd be like LeBron James seeing Floyd Mayweather walk in. That's pretty dope. So that's pretty dope seeing them like that. And and automatically, no one as as confident as they are, you just saw the Olympic gold medalist in wrestling come in. But the guy that came in behind him is also like the MMA fighting champion. And that person's also like an Olympic sprinter. So it's kind of dope in that way. I'm digging it. Um, Yo, Rich, I'm two episodes behind on My Hero Academia. I freaking was watching that bad boy. And Medormia, yeah, uh-huh. is leveling up, guys. Yeah, he has godlike power. Ooh. It's kind of crazy. And if we had a debate who would win in the fight, I, a mature, full use of his power, Medoria versus One Punch Man versus Superman, Medoria's winning. This I mean, guy, who? Goku? 
Yes. This dude is demolishing villains and can only use a small percentage of his power because it damages his body. He literally lost four limbs using 100% of his power. So when he's able to master, and he doesn't have his power, the power is handed down from different people to different people. So, but he also gets all of their powers. So when he masters like the seven powers that dwell within him, what? It's gonna be nasty, boy. It's gonna be butt (laughs) 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 nasty. What? Moving on. <laughs> I beat yeah. I beat the quarry. I beat the quarry. Okay. And I, I got everybody killed, so I'm playing again. Let's see if I can do that. Right. Everybody died. You beat everybody it, but died. everybody died? Well, it's a choose your own adventure. So the story wraps up and it's about an odd life. way to be victorious and die simultaneously. Man, it was a bummer ending, but I'm back in. I know what to do to change things. But um that's been my week. Oh, I watched um Glass uh Glass Onion. Oh, you like yeah. it? Yeah. I do like that. I loved it. I don't yeah. care about the mystery. The characters were hilarious. That's yeah. good because there was no mystery. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't there for the if you want to watch a mystery, watch Clue. But Glass Onion had me rolling. Freaking Benoit. Yo, Daniel Craig killed it. He's he's just just this weird, aloof southern. Gentlemen, I, I dug it a lot. It was better than Knives Batista. Out. No, it, it was, wasn't. It was more. It was more fun. The mystery was better in Knives Out, but I feel like Glass Onion was more ridiculous. It was more fun. Yeah. What worked with Knives Out is they gave you the they gave you the answer right at the top, so they made the whole thing more interesting by going a different direction with it. Well, right, but for those who don't care about the mystery, they just want to see a funny movie. I'll say Glass Onion. You want a mystery? Knives Out. Well, nice. That was Anna Darmus, which is, I love her. Chris, I got a question for you. (laughs) (laughs) What's What's that, Lawrence? How many billionaires does it take to create a superhero? How many billionaires does it take to create a superhero, Lawrence? Three. Two die, and one never gets over it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, buddy. Mm-hmm. It's a little, it's a little. I appreciate it. It's a little dark. We might have done a variation of this joke 80 episodes ago, Jack. Listen, these they aren't just falling out the sky. <laughs> you might get some that are very similar. But we'll go down the street, make a right at the stop sign, a left at the corner, and we'll be at the collector's corner. It's show and tell time. Here at the collector's corner, we take something out of our toy chest, something out of our video game case, something off our comic shelf, and we present it to the world. It could be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental. What do you guys got? So mm-hmm. we're recording after Valentine's Day. Right. So I'll show what I got for Valentine's Day. I got, you got a toy for Valentine's Day? Yeah, it's for me. Right? What else? What yeah. am I supposed to get? Your, your wife is a winner, man. Well done, Give me toys, man. What do you think you know, this is a game? You know, it's real cho- life. Well, no, you can give me chocolate <laughs> and toys. Chris, we can have both, man. <laughs> so I got I got this super dope Captain Cold. Captain Page, Cold. yeah. Is that that's uh Paige, McFarlane's page puncher. Yeah. Uh, with so, the comic book. Yeah, so it comes with a comic book. So what's cool is, you know, I have a thousand Supermans, a thousand Batmans, you know, a thousand of the, of the main characters. So some of some of these like auxiliary characters, especially on a cool sculpt, which is this it's tough to see in the camera, but his he has the goggles, he has the mask. It's a really, really cool sculpt. So uh, it's pretty dope. And I'm excited to to open it up and put it on my villain shelf. Yes, it's yeah. one of uh, Flash's rogues, man. Yep. 
Yep. I think he actually uh, predates Mr. Freeze, doesn't he? I don't know. I believe I so. I believe so. But it's a cool figure, so I'm, I'm hyped for it. Nice. Yeah, you gonna nice. give us an unboxing of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told Sebastian, my son was he actually picked it out with my wife. He uh, said that I have to show it on the podcast and I have to do an unboxing video of it. So yes, better look so I, I will. Because he, yes. he's a big Flash guy, so he knew Captain Cold right away from the Flashpoint uh, movie. Nice, Reese. What you got, man? Oh, I mean, listen, I was just perusing through GameStop. And I found well, I didn't find it. it. Just it was right there, a box set, special, I guess, special edition box set of um, Mandalorian. And oh. as you as you can as you can guess, they're pops. So I saw it, and my man told me exactly what was going to be in it. So you go in there, you get this box set, Mandalorian. Boom. Right. Right. It comes with two pops. All right. This one is Remnant. Remnant Star Trooper. I mean, yeah. Remnant. Star oh, the, like the, the broke down, yeah. broke ass Star Trooper. That that's <laughs> that should be the name. <laughs> so, yeah, I got that one, but I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't care too much for this one. This is the one that I would maybe got get it. The Mandalorian Mudhorn battle when he fought the Rhino thing. Oh, and he is covered in mud. And if you remember that, the last thing he did was pull out his knife to fight it before Grogu got involved. So you got Mando in his first outfit, covered in mud, knife out, just ready to go to ready to go to battle, ready That's to dude. go down to the end. But Rich, uh, yeah, our pops getting more detail. I feel like we're a long way away from like pops have gotten more detailed, right? Like this is yeah. more going on and pop. Like oh, yeah. we're a long way from this guy. Yeah, yeah, like like I showed you some of my, my my Hero Academia, like um Deku when he has his mask on, you see like through the through the through the lenses and whatnot, and you got a few yeah. of them when they got glasses on and uh and uh, so on and so forth. Um, they also came with um a sticker. Hmm. Oh, Mando oh, and uh and Grogu, a patch. Which oh, that's the Razor Crest. That's what that is. I was holding it upside down. Oh shoot, that's so. cool. Okay, yeah, okay, and then a. Button? I'm not sure what this is. Maybe it's yeah. a badge or something. Yeah, it's Maybe. a button. I'm not sure what it's for it's though. It's what it looking means. down the barrel of a blaster. Right? Ooh. Ooh. He just made that up. He don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> hey, Rich, go with it, man. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but that's it. That's that's what I got. And now I gotta find a place to put it on my shelf right over here. Yeah, somewhere yes. in there. It's or wrong, start that man. fourth row, Rich. Uh, I mean the fourth, the fourth, the fourth row already had other pops, random pops at that. Oh no, actually no, the fourth row has like random pops and then random figures. Shoot, I don't know what to do. I gotta get another shelf, <laughs> but I got no room. First world problems, Rich. First, yeah, world, first problems. world problems. Yeah. Start sticking them to your ceiling, man. That's that's the next step. You could just yeah. move. Yeah, or you move. That's, that's the plan. Space. That is the plan. But you're still gonna run into the same problem <laughs> eventually. <laughs> and I'm gonna move, and my girlfriend's gonna be like, "Oh no." Where are you gonna put all these pops? I'm like, whoever I want. And like, you start to sound like my ex girlfriend. It's gonna be a battle. Oh <laughs> <laughs> man! Now, nah, Jack, what you got, man? Well, I gotta say, um, seeing the Mando reminded me of the uh, the meme you posted on Instagram with the uh, the bun. And oh, the man, the man bun, and then the DeLorean, and then the Mandalorian. Which reminded me, I saw a DeLorean on the street last night. Nice. 
and I got way probably way more excited than I should have. No, you got the right amount of excited, Jack. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and his license plate was whenever. <laughs> That's pretty clever. I was like, yeah. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. You got, oh, you got that? Because you got. <laughs> well, because if he wasn't a Back to the Future fan. Then it's like, what do you mean whenever? But if he's every back man, to the every player, man though, every every man, every DeLorean owner is a Back to the Future fan. Because why would you How own that car? It's a terrible terrible. car? That car is terrible. It's, nice. it's, it's terrible. But it looks it good. It Joe engine. It only looks good. But if you get that dented or something, you're screwed. Oh, you're it's not like you can just fix it. Maybe maybe you'll get lucky and find a kilo of coke in the in the panels. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Hey. Anyway, what, you so got? what am I throwing this week? <laughs> my my ma sent me this from Texas. She found it in the back in the garage somewhere. That Ooh. looks really great for back in the garage. Wait, it's a little chewed up on the oh, top. Yeah, here we go. But what I'm showing the boys here is a Toy Biz X Men number one. Uh, Toy set and it's got Cyclops. Oh, and they're all Angel, and they're all on their uh, first issue looks. He's had no fur before. Oh shoot! Yeah, Angel with the wings. Marvel Girl before she's you know Jean Grey looking. so, there's so many figures. You got That's Iceman great. who actually looks like ice and Cyclops looking real retro. And what's cool about these guys is they actually have a ton of articulation too. What year is that, know. Jack? Around. Uh, I want to say this 90s, is, right? Mm, I want to say yes. Let's see. The Probably. 1997. Really? Wow. Yep, 97. Wow. And they got Ankles, wrist, elbows, wrist. I mean, That's got, a lot for 1997. That is a lot. Right? Yeah. Wow. The Toy was killing it, yeah. And like Angel's wings, when you take them out, they're probably almost eight to almost a foot wide off the figure. Like wow. they're pretty, pretty cool. This thing is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Look, look on the back. See how big the wings are? That's yeah. cool. That, you got to figure where you're going to put that. You got to display that somewhere. Well, I haven't decided whether I'm going to open it or not, but, you know, the box is chewed up on the top, but the toys are all. You can display it. Yeah, find a way to display it open like that. That'd yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. But, like, if you were going to try to buy that thing, you're, you're dropping a, a bill at least. At least. At nice. Least. You should have went last because what I got is an oldie but a goodie. Who knows? Rambo. Probably not Chris. He seems to not watch any of these 80 movies. <laughs> well, whether he does or not, that doesn't matter because I have the next thing, which is my commando figure. And he's oh, commando. Shoot. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Who remembers Arnold Schwarzenegger in commando? I remember. Yeah, he had, remember the, he had the, the, the pretty half, the pretty red bone with him. And oh, uh, uh, um, 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 uh, Renee Don, uh, what's it? She was on, um, Renee Don. I forgot her mm-hmm. name, but I mean, yep. he killed the yes. guy in the plane. He's like, my friend is very tired. He gets off uh, the plane. Yo, oh yeah, I loved Commando 
I don't know where his clothes are. It's kind of crazy that his clothes came off the figure anyway. <laughs> he looks like a wrestler. Like he has, like you know, the freaking the, this. What he put the the, yes. the the camouflage makeup. What he put on his face over his body because that. I mean, I loved command. I loved Commando back when I was a kid. I was more Commando than uh, Rambo. He was I actually almost superheroish. He had picked up a, he picked up a car in that movie, didn't he? Like picked it's, the back of a car. It's Schwarzenegger in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> he had yeah. superpowers. Everything. I think I can find a way to customize this into a Bane. We'll see. Huh. Uh, keep it commando. It's so cool. He ain't got no clothes. He got a boots on, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing. My, oh, man. I loved commando. Um, yo, Rich. Yo. Let's go to that bag. It's time for Anime Alley with Richard Wilson. No, see, no, listen, I've been watching a lot of uh, just my regular, my regular shows, so I'm gonna give three animes that I'm gonna start watching. One that I, oh. I watched first episode of, um, I'm probably gonna mess this name up because I'm horrible at spelling, uh, near N I E R Automata version 1.1a. This mm. was. This was a. This is based on a on a video game of pretty oh. much the same name. Nuari, 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 Nuari. Yeah, maybe with the yeah. samurai chick runs around yeah, with a sword yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know there was an anime of that. Yeah, it, it just came out recently. Um, so actually it came out on uh, January eighth. So mm, it's on Crunchyroll. I watched the first episode and it's pretty reminiscent. Of, well, they're pretty much following the storyline of the game. Which I played, and I played through several times. When you play that game, you you go through it um, multiple times. But that you like first, you start with her. Uh, her her name is Two B, and then you play as Nine S, who is her partner. Yeah. And then after that, you go back and play with, with her again. And each time you play, is like it it's kind of plays off the the story, but then a little bit different. Like Nine S, like the way he goes through the story is from a different a perspective and a different point in the battle. Oh, that's cool. Where, yeah, from where Two uh, B is playing at. So, yeah. So right now, it's it kind of playing in the the first episode, kind of playing the the first uh, battle, the first boss you got to fight in the game. But um, oh. the thing is, they're androids, right? And they, when they die, they don't truly die. They upload their memory to um, kind of I forgot the name. I think it's like an arc, mm-hmm. but there's like a station above Earth. And they upload their memory into a new body, so they don't like really Brainiac. die. Uh, yeah, like Brainiac. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to look it up there, Chris. Look at you using the old Brainiac. Hey, there <laughs> that's my cousin, everybody. <laughs> so yeah, so right now it's, it's playing in, in into the game into the game itself, and it's looking it's looking all right. I'm, I, I enjoyed it for us first episode. Okay, second anime, Buddy Daddies. Mm-mm. Now, if you watch Spy Family, it's, it's, it's reminiscent of that from what I was told. It's about two assassins who come across a daughter. From what the preview said, it was the, uh, the, the, the Yakuza boss daughter, a daughter of one of the Yakuza bosses. Um, and they pretty much turns into what was that movie? Three, Three Men and a Baby. Three Men and a Baby. Netflix? It's on Netflix. I think I saw an image this of it. Buddy Daddies. Is that on Netflix? No, no, it's on Crunchy. It might be. I, just, I saw it on Crunchyroll. I don't know. You, mm-hmm. might want, you might not want to Google Buddy Daddy. Don't Google Buddy Daddy. <laughs> just go straight to Crunchyroll. Look it up. Yeah. So these two assassins, they always get their target. They're the top of their game. But 
you, you're going to the story of them trying to navigate this now makeshift family that they have with this cute, innocent girl. And I'm like, this looks like it's probably going to be a good That ride. sounds really good. I yeah. like that. So I'm going to start that. And then also Made in Abyss. Hmm. This I've had on my list for quite some time, and I, I just haven't got around to watching it. It's... um. Oh, it's a, uh, it's like a, a a hole opens up in the abyss, and within the abyss, there's like uh, fantastical creatures in it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the most that I got out of it. Okay, like, and I, I believe there's like two or three movies on uh, I want to say Hulu that I have mm. saved, or it could be HBO. But these two, uh, uh, well, there's a, a difference. Chris watches one of those platforms and not the other. Yeah, you know what? We ain't, we ain't worried about Chris right now, okay? We ain't worried about Chris. Chris ain't going to watch it regardless. Yeah. Right? Chris, has a, Chris has a weird thing about cartoons, but yet watches cartoons. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But I can't get behind the animation, and it's like, this is some of the best animation right? ever. It's like, how can you not? Come on, man. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, so those are the three that I'm gonna start watching. One, I, one I, I've already started watching, and so far is going good. And I will let y'all know how the rest of it goes. I believe uh, uh, near is. I believe they released all the episodes, so I should be able to run through that quick. Mm. And uh, I'll let y'all know how it is. Let me know how, how they buddy, are. Let me know how Buddy Daddy is. Buddy Daddy's just sounds <laughs> like it's gonna be gonna be a good time. It has to be to name your show that you got something in you got a buddy. Yeah, right you got a goal. <laughs> Oh man. Well done, Rich. I think it's time for some news. It's time for the news. Guys, so not to jump the gun, but in this opening weekend, it looks like Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania has won the box office with $104 million. It has taken the Avatar spot, who was like, Who's in the second place for its 10th weekend? Uh, so it looks like domestically, it's, it's doing pretty good. For its opening weekend, which is good. Doesn't matter if you like the movie or not. When people go into the movies, means we get more movies. So keep making sure. movies. Hey, do you guys like Street Fighter? Yes. Yeah. Do you like Ninja Turtles? Of yes. course. Well, IDW is publishing a comic book where you're gonna have Street Fighter versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I am hmm. is a five issue series. It's gonna start in May. Okay. So- it's like four of them versus the whole universe. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot more it's characters. Ryu, Ken, Chun-Li, and more. Uh. I don't know. Oh, maybe it's also like, maybe they have Casey Jones and some of the supporting characters in um, some oh, of these Baxter Stockman. Bebop <laughs> and Rocksteady. Bebop yeah. and Rock, the dopest goon names Shredder. ever in my life. Yep. Shredder probably <laughs> do pretty well. Bebop and Rocksteady. Um, the Last of Us is outpacing House of the Dragon in viewership. How could you it streamed a total of 837 million minutes of HBO's Last of Us between January 22nd and 27th, making it more popular than House of the Dragon. Damn. Mm. Yeah, all right. I mean, that's that's pretty. I mean, House of the Dragon comes with a whole IP behind it. So the fact that already The Last of Us is getting, I mean, I love it. I love that. Uh, Loki and Secret Invasion are reportedly the only two MCU shows definitely coming in 2023. And Kevin Feige has mentioned that he admits there are too many MCU wow. shows. 
Jack is yawning, although he loved yeah. Loki and Moon Knight. Right? But we're going to keep moving on. Uh, he says, we want Marvel Studios and the MCU projects to be really stand out, to stand out and stand above. So people will see that we, as we get further into phase five and phase six, the pace at which we're putting out the Disney Plus shows will change so they can each get a chance to shine. Man, we were talking about that. I'm like, yo, how am I supposed to get excited about one when the other one's coming out right behind it? It's like there's no room to actually just enjoy the thing. There's no time yeah. for quality control either. They're just, they've sat oversaturated themselves. We got, but that means we got to wait for Moon Knight season two. I'm cool. I'm all right I'm with that. Sure. I think everybody's yeah. okay. I'm not. <laughs> I like Moon Knight, man. Moon Knight, yeah, but waiting for it is probably going to be a better Moon Knight. You know, that also means you're going to have to wait for a season two of She-Hulk. I can't wait for that. Wait, I'm sorry. There's a season two? No, probably not. Uh, (laughs) MC writers have a story for Spider-Man 4. Kevin Feige says they just finished putting the pen to the paper or started putting pen to the paper. So it looks like we're getting some confirmation that the best Marvel entity period to come out in the last year and a half is finally going to get another film. So that's good news hopefully yeah i'm excited for that um good news or really bad news we'll find out jack stop being a pessimist you're right are you a geek or not listen i just watched ant-man you did sorry (laughs) we're gonna talk about Uh, it john wick 4 is gonna be a nearly three hour experience yeah so bring your peacock with you (laughs) because it's gonna go in you just do what they do in times square during uh new year's what do they do Wear diapers. Yeah. Wear diapers, man. People wear diapers in Times Square, and they just piss in their pants. If you wear diapers, wear safe, safe shield diapers. It's my diaper brand, Adult Briefs. This episode of Three Brothers in a Shot of Milk is sponsored by <laughs> Stay Safe, safe shield. Diapers. Stay safe, safe, shield. safe Shield Adult Briefs holds why more is, urine than depends. Yes. Why is this a thing? Like, I don't do know why. Know it looks like true. we're gonna get an I Am true. Legend two. With Michael B. Jordan leading and Will Smith reprising his role as Dr. Robert Neville. Yeah. The big problem is that Robert died at the end of I Am Legend. So basically, they're going with the alternate ending that was filmed that's closer to the book's ending. In which Mm. Robert Neville doesn't die. Which is so weird, guys. This is weird. Why is it weird? Because the movie that most of us saw, most of us, most of the viewing audience did not go and get the Blu-ray and watch the alternate ending. So the movie that most of us, I know you did, you probably got three box sets. (laughs) (laughs) So the ending that most of us saw, you're telling us it doesn't exist. So are they going to show the alternate ending? They have to. They have to, right? Or Or make it part of the trailers or something just to catch people up. And... Him dying at the end, although I know it's different in the book, was one of the more compelling pieces. He's like, I created this mess, and it ends with me. It's like, and I read the book as well. Did you? Y'all just we only Y'all see the explosion. We don't see him dead after the explosion. He's, last time I checked, he ain't bulletproof and he ain't fireproof. Yeah, yeah was wasn't, it a was a, wasn't it a yeah. grenade? It was like a, a grenade. A grenade in a laboratory. <laughs> Right? Wasn't there like a lot of flammable? Yeah, 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 yeah. He went downstairs in a basement. No. He he died in the first the ending that he died, and but there's an alternate ending in which he doesn't die. Um, Whoa, so we're gonna spoiler. do that. Well, it's not a sp- Jeff. Did you not hear the article? <laughs> I'm legend by Anyways, it looks like we. I think that's actually gonna be better than what they've been doing, which will be a reboot of the. They, they, Hollywood would have rebooted this. 
with the alternate ending and make it a reboot. So I guess that's better than that. It's like we're not yeah. gonna, at least we're not going to touch it. We're just going to jump off of the alternate ending. Who the heck knows? I don't know. But that's the news. And that was the news. Stop laughing, Chris. Yeah, stop laughing, Chris. Rich, don't even think about smiling. I want to stop smiling. Don't even think about it. It's time for debate. Let's get ready to go. Guys, whether you like the movies or not, whether you like the characters or not, super villains have been played by some of the dopest freaking actors of our generation and next generation and previous generation. From Jack Nicholson playing the Joker to Heath Ledger playing the Joker to freaking James Earl Jones playing Darth the Joker. Joker. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting Jared, for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> Jared Leto playing the Joker. Hey, there it is. <laughs> a lot of dope actors playing a lot of these roles, not to mention Jonathan Majors as Kang, I thought was pretty fantastic. We'll get to it. Jack, what's with the freaking sign language over here? What that was for you, not the audience. Oh, I don't even know Jonathan what it means. Majors was dope, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. <laughs> Jack is God. ready. Jack, to go. Jack, I'm calling Jack <laughs> derailed, Mr. Derail. Oh, so if you can take an actor and put them as a supervillain, what actor would it be? What supervillain would it be, and why? And stay away from the low hanging fruit. We all saw the Willem Dafoe Joker photoshops all over the internet, so be a little creative with this one, Chris. Wait, does that mean don't say Willem Dafoe is a Joker? I think that's what that means. Well, since you called me out, I'll go first. <laughs> so I like the idea of having a charismatic, compelling supervillain, right? They can almost almost identify with their methods. So who would I pick? I want Denzel as a villain. Now, Denzel's older. So what villain would be okay if you have an older villain where age doesn't really matter? Vandal Savage. You put Denzel as Vandal Savage. He has a gravitas. He could be charming. And he can be devious, and I think he'd be he'd fit well at mm. at uh, dismantling the Justice League if he needed to. Could for for our audience listeners listening, all seven of them, would you mind clarifying who uh, Savage is for them? Yeah, Vandal Savage was a caveman for them. For them, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vandal Savage is a DC villain. He was a caveman that uh, a meteor or a comet landed. And he slept next to the comet and it gave him powers and he's pretty much immortal. So he's lived through, you know, all, you know, eons from caveman times to modern times. So he's worldly. He has money. He has knowledge of everything. You know, all this knowledge is accumulated over lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes. And really. He's he also put- that thing of like when you go back in history and find some of those big moments, it was him. Like yeah, he's yeah. one of those guys. Yep. And Africa was the cradle of civilization. So it makes sense. Vandal Savage would be a black man. I'm just hey. saying. Well, out of curiosity, what, what is he in the comics? He's no, for those of uh, listening who don't know. Right. Yeah. He's a white kind of nondescript looking. Yeah. He's, he's like, just, yeah, I guess. I mean, he's, he's, he does, sometimes he turns like mad, like Neanderthal ish with a like protruding forehead and stuff like that. Sometimes he just dresses a regular his, dude. His skin tone is kind of not, I mean, he's an animation. Neanderthal, right? Huh? He technically is a Neanderthal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'd look like that Geico commercial. <laughs> I don't know. I want to look like that. Like shaved for the times. Yeah. So uh, you want to put you want to put Denzel in Neanderthal face? Nah, 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 nah. I didn't say that, Jack. You can't say something like that in Black History Month, Jack. I mean, can can, can <laughs> listen? Not not taking away from Denzel's performance, but you know, Denzel. 
kind of plays his characters the same, just like most people. But do, do you think he can hold down the Vandal Savage? Yes, man. The yes, old because because we're talking not not just like modern way of speaking or whatnot. He, like Vandal Savage, every time I saw him, he was like more uh, sophisticated, kind of old. Think of him an American gangster, Frank okay. Lucas. Okay, I mean an American gangster. He'd be like, okay, 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 man. right again. You got to Listen, I think um. Man, I think Denzel's dope, but I think Vandal Savage, I think it needs to be some a little bit more timeless looking. I don't know what that really means. But I don't know. I don't know. All right, Chris, I heard it. We heard it. I don't think we're sold on it, but I'd watch Denzel do anything anyway, so it doesn't really matter to me. There you go. Yeah, we heard it. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. What you got, Jack? What you got? Yeah, what you got, Jack? Well, I've got a couple honorable mentions, and then I've got my... My one, if that's acceptable. Yeah, you sure. might. See, yeah, you go, go ahead anywhere. Go ahead. I wouldn't mind seeing Matthew McConaughey as the King in Black. The King in Black was the major villain that was released uh, in, I believe, it was 2021 uh, into 22 in the Venom series. The King in Black is an incredible villain. I had to pick someone to play that storyline. I think Matthew McConaughey pulled that off pretty stellar. Um, it, the ground, more grounded version of him. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Michael Fassbender as a live action version of Brainiac. Oh, that works. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I proposed this to the group, and I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't find the actor I wanted for it. So I'll pose it to the group. I would like to see a live action version of Scarface, the Batman villain with the oh, with the ventriloquist. Yeah, the ventriloquist. But I couldn't, uh, couldn't place an actor who I thought would be good for it. Uh, you know who would be perfect that passed away? Philip Seymour Hoffman would be great as the dummy. Yes. Actually, yeah, he would. Yes, that would have been great. Um, William H Macy would be great. Yes, William H Macy would be great. Okay, he's someone who looks a little bit meek. But but you see in their eyes, yeah, because you need to in live action. It can't just be a split personality. You have to see like I see in your eyes where the where the where the dummy lives, not the yeah. dummy where um Scarface lives. I can see it in your eyes, although your exterior is meek. He's coming out of you from somewhere. somewhere. William H. Macy can do that. So yeah. I would love to see that kind of that kind of uh, role brought to a live action Batman movie, and I think Pattinson's Batman is the place for it. Now, speaking of Pattinson, yeah. here's what I'd actually like to see. I wouldn't mind seeing Robert Pattinson in a live-action version, perhaps, of Berserk playing Griffith opposite Henry Cavill as Guts. I don't know anything about those saying anything. <laughs> they broke him. Lawrence is thinking about it. There was the... too old. <clears throat> Henry Cavill. Too yeah, old, but... Huh? but uh, I'll, but I'll say this. I thought about that too. I said, I think they're too old. But if they were, if you were going to do a live action version of Berserk, it would have to be kind of treated like Lord of the Rings type trilogy where you're kind of plowing through probably three, two and a half hour films or so. And I think you would have a massive budget at that point, in which point you're probably able to use some of this um, technology. And we see it in the. Indiana Jones trailer where clearly Harrison Ford is playing a 
30-something-year-old version of himself, 20-something-year-old version of himself. So you could de-age these actors to make Cavill look like, you know, because Berserk spans an endless amount of time almost when you really start looking at it. And so if I'm thinking of, you know, the 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 guy in black suit just with a bazooka arm and the dragon slayer sword, pff, no one's looking better than Henry Cavill right now. And right. he is older and he's weathered. Well, Robert Pattinson's your answer. So him is Griffith. Okay, the reason I said that is there is a, uh, based off of the Henry, the Shakespeare uh, plays there was a movie that came out and pattinson played the french the dolphin mm-hmm. character and he had the long white hair and he's androgynous looking ezra miller has an androgynous quality but i don't think he's got the we're not hiring him now there's that too but there's also there's a, a groundedness and griffith needs to be so grounded and pattinson has that so you, he's got this pseudo androgynous qualities. You make him up. My, my, my only concern with your choice is that um, I think so much of this has to take place with them younger because that's that that's the crux of your 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 story. That's when they fall in love with Griffith. That's when they like follow him. It's like childlike. Yeah, and it's almost like for Cavill at forty something, even de aged, it might be harder for me to believe. This well, guy, keep, keep 20, this 20 year old version of this 20 year old. Yeah, I can see you following this guy. You've been alone your whole life. I don't know. I think the age is going to work against you, even if you age their faces. I think you kind of need 25 year olds. But then you'd have to be doing the opposite because you're going to have to oversell them up into their 40s. I mean, well, you look yeah, at we, the black. We're talking, we talking a 10 picture. We're trying to make five movies, Jack, over the course of 10 years. Come on, man. But you could do it like Lord of the Rings where you film all at once. Anyways, that's my answer. Sticking to it. I think, I think Chris, it could work. Chris loves Berserk so much. Love he's it, like, so I, I agree that I have nothing. should be Ryo Grigo wow. Griffith. Wow. <laughs> all right. Rich, what you got, man? Uh, listen, who's Idris Elba playing? Elba ain't playing no button, all right? Listen, man. Don't disrespect you, Giselle, okay? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, one, one series, I was like thinking about um Wolverine and uh, Omega Red. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I remember watching that on the anime series and looking at I think I have I think I might have some comics. Or no, nah, I think my brother had some comics of that. But anyway, I remember reading that over and over again. And uh, yeah, the animated series, there was like a big, big arc. Yeah, that. a big arc. Arch. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was I thinking uh, you know, KGB's making a super soldier, um, using a serial killer, Vigo. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. He can play anything. Yeah, my man Vigo Mortensen, yeah. Yeah, and and I mean you don't have to have because I, I saw some I saw some, I was looking some at some uh some artwork of him. And he doesn't have to be a super jacked up version. I saw another kind of slimmer version of him, but still muscular. But it could work. You can make it work. I mean, we made Josh Brolin Thanos. We can do whatever we want here if we wanted to. Um, but it would be that that would be the version. It'd be very CGI inspired. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to have to do some CGI because, it. you know, they got the tentacles, the whip. So, but his gravitas through the CGI would be like freaking Avatar. Yeah. It would have to, yeah. Vigo. Um, Can't go wrong with Vigo. Yeah. Well done, Rich. You know what I'm saying? Well done. There it is. Uh, I got some honorable mentions, and then I'll get to my list. 
first uh-huh. honorable mention is Angelina Jolie as Talia Al Ghul. I think would kill it, especially if you're picking up Raz Al Ghul's daughter, the one that uh. But opposite what? Like a? Uh, it would be uh, like Affleck. A, it would be Affleck, like Affleck's Batman, or yeah, Batman. Be older because you older. have Damien, right? Right. Okay. Right. It would be. It would be whatever they're gonna do now, like with Batman having Damien. I have to hear her say beloved. She says beloved. Oh, right she would. You know, she would kill it, Chris. Also, older Catwoman would be dope too, in um like the Affleck time, Affleck age. <laughs> uh, next up, yo, I would love to see Jean Carlo Esposito as Lex Luthor. Lex freaking didn't, Luthor. Didn't I suggest him for no, something? No, you said Magneto. You said you said. Magneto, you want to take away the fact that Magneto's Jewish and throw in Jean Carlo Esposito? Uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> so don't even know. I'm correcting your mistake, Chris. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Lex Luthor, I think he'd be great. A big thing about Lex Luthor is, you know, coming out back in the day, they made him bald because bald back then was them saying you're you're not beautiful, you are outside, you're not considered classically handsome as Superman is. So him being bald was the physical manifestation of not being heroic. 2023, bald is freaking sexy. You got Jason Statham, you got Bruce Willis, you got The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Bald, bald no longer means. If you outside. watch the Fast and the Furious trailers, there's almost not one head of they're hair. They're all bald. <laughs> Tyrese, Ben Diesel, they're all freaking bald. <laughs> so bald doesn't mean what it is anymore. If anything, freaking Walter White, bald looks badass. Freaking American History X, Edward Norton, bad like. Like ball doesn't mean what it meant when they wrote the comic. I mean, so that, I, that's a little bit American History X, a little yeah, bit different. Yeah, ball no, a little like, different reason. Yeah. But he still looked with that goatee and jacked up. Edward Norton looked freaking dope. He didn't Edward, look. Ed, listen, when when I see people in that same configuration of facial features, I'm just like, eh, wait a minute. <laughs> Let me cross the street. Cross the street. <laughs> right. I don't think right. badass but, is what I say but, about. But that. it's but so for me, it's like, well, what if Lex Luthor? He can be bald. But what if he's this black man, this uh, um, Afro Afro Latino man, and he went up the ranks fighting everything he can to be what he is, and Superman comes, and the only reason the world accepts this guy is because he's handsome and white, and it's almost like this Lex Luthor was treated more like an alien coming up into his riches than this guy flying around in a cape. You can take the jealousy. So, has- so we're not going with the Michael B. Jordan Superman uh, against this Lex Luthor. No, Jack. Conflict of interest in that. Conflict of interest. So I would I would do that. I would say like you can you can make it compelling, like Magneto being Jewish and using mutants as a metaphor. This guy's jealous of Superman. He feels like he's everything I'm not. Well, let's play with that. Let's play with it. Why not? And he's dope. He's a good actor. So why not? That's my runner up. Uh but my my main choice is Daniel Day Lewis as Dr. Victor Freeze. Oh yeah. Oh, has Freeze. Mr. Freeze, Rich. Mr. Freeze. I know who Mr. Freeze is. Daniel Day Lewis is probably one of the best actors who ever lived. <laughs> Transforms in every role. Uh, have you ever seen? Um, there will be blood. There will be blood. Have you seen? Uh, Gangs of New Last York. Of the Mohicans. Gangs of New York. Anyways, this guy's a beast. Are you saying you don't know who Daniel Day Lewis is, Rich? That's exactly what I'm saying. He might not, but he's he's. It's only one every Oscar every time he's ever <laughs> every been nominated. Time he tries. Uh, he's a ferocious actor. He would literally learn cryogenics to be. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I think he'd be dope. I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer. He would never do it. You'd never get him. But uh, he would be great, especially in like uh, Pattinson's universe. 
It would depend on the script, man. I if think he's retired like, from acting. I don't think he's acting anymore. Is he? I think he's I don't done. Think he w- I don't think he ever acted. He never acted. He just transformed. He was like, man. the only thing I watched was Last Mohicans. <laughs> last Mohicans. Well, that that's was... You'll like, you'll like Gangs of New York. You like that. Um, but that's it. I think I won the debate. No, I, I don't think, think there's a single debate, answer. What? Zach, you did not win the debate by casting 40-year-olds as 20-year-olds in your CW Berserk series. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, the Vampire Diaries, casting these old people as teenagers. He done disrespected you and said <laughs> that it was going to be a CW movie. Like, what? He did. Dude. All right. Well, I guess Chris uh, won this one then. Don't say that to him. He's going to believe you. And he's going to take it home. (laughs) Say that. Can we have a speech? Not this time. You don't deserve it. He's like, I win these debates so often. What's the point of giving a speech? I like Beyonce. When she won that that first Grammy, she didn't even show up. Are you comparing your debate streak to Beyonce's career? Absolutely 100%. (laughs) That's exactly how it is, Lawrence. Chris does not listen to my podcast. All right. Let's move on. Let's get to the reason why we're here. It's time for the main event. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers in a Shot of Milk. And today, today we're talking about guys. We live in a world where there's an Ant-Man 3. Trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> we have a trilogy. And not a, and not a Superman sequel. Right. Well, not even just Superman sequel. There's only like three Marvel films that actually graduated to a part three. Iron Man, like Thor, and Iron Man, Thor, Spider-Man, and Ant-Man are the only ones that are like all these movies that actually got a trilogy out of this thing. So here's the synopsis. Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, along with Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, explore the quantum realm, where they interact with the strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. Ant-Man, Quantum of Solace. No, Quantum Mater. <laughs> 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 all right spoiler free thoughts man what you guys got uh look great ultimately inconsequential also what was the point of the loki series that's a good question jack uh, okay yeah i can't say it's inconsequential but i again yeah. i can't say it great but i will say it was a movie and it, it movie yeah. it was a movie that movied it yeah. was all right i didn't I'm, I'm, care for it uh-huh. i like oh uh-huh. it's not a spoiler i'll say this i say this to chris i felt like marvel takes the circumstances that are life and death but makes it have the stakes of an episode of power rangers where <laughs> <laughs> you just feel okay. like i know you want to destroy the world rita but i have a feeling everything's gonna be okay, <laughs> okay. i have a feeling like no one's actually gonna take this threat as serious as they should yeah. and that was my experience here i felt torn yeah um, Jonathan Majors killed it though. Spoiler free thoughts. And I will I will piggyback back off of that. And if there was ever a character to make it seem like there was nothing that was uh major happening, inconsequential, as Jack also said, this is him. This this is he. He is the one. Like he was like he was torn, like oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, I would I would kind of piggyback off of that, but at the same time, I enjoyed it. It was a fun, as Chris would say, it was a fun watch. Chris, do you say it's a fun watch? Can you guys do something for me? So I don't have any words to describe this. I want to act it out. And luckily, I have two professional actors on Three Brothers in the Shot of Milk. So if you guys will humor me for a second. Are you saying dance monkey? 
That's exactly what I'm saying. That's <laughs> Jack, if you would say a goofy line as corny as possible, mm-hmm. and Lawrence, I want you to take that line as if Jack told you like your loved one has just died and really act your heart out. Okay. Um, what's the line? I don't know. Just make something up stupid. It doesn't matter at all. <laughs> it's Ant-Man. Go ahead. Make something up. I rode my aunt until I crashed into the roses, which were red. Like her blood. Roses are red like her blood. She died in my hands. Right. That did happen. Hmm. That yeah. is Ant-Man. That is that Ant-Man is right Ant- there. Yes. <laughs> that is Ant-Man. <laughs> Two different movies happening at the same time. Exactly Ant-Man right there. Spoiler free. That's the scene. Explains the whole movie. It's like watching Jim Carrey and freaking uh, Anthony Hopkins doing their thing. <laughs> it's not the same movie. What's happening? Ace Ventura versus Hannibal Lecter. That's exactly it. All right, let's spoil this. All right, let's jump into our deep dive. We're going to do a little recap, and as we go down the road, we're all just going to jump in, chime in with our thoughts. We start off with, guys, I actually like the way this movie started. It was kind of fun and corny, but I appreciate the Marvel films that show us, like, life after the blip. Like, what happened to you after those five years? And we see the book that he wrote that was mentioned in Miss um, Marvel. We see that book, and he's having a, like he's an Avenger, and like I like this. We saw it in Hawkeye. Like you are a celebrity, and the world does look at you a certain way. Yeah. So I appreciated that. I, I kind of dug everything to the dinner table. Like they're sitting around as a family having dinner. I like seeing like life happening, mm-hmm. like right. a normal life happening for these people. Well, that's not true. His daughter getting arrested for the third time. I felt like. She's getting arrested yeah. protesting, so I guess it's kind of great. It's okay. It's not that serious. True. Protesting. It's not like she's shoplifting. She's just protesting because, which is interesting. Which is interesting point of view is she's saying like all these people are homeless after the blip. Where are they going to go? And that pig. That piggybacks on freaking um Captain uh, Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, like right. after the blip. Right. Um, my issue though was at the dinner table, and I guess this is teenage self righteousness, so it plays. But when she was like, "What have you been doing?" Like, I hate that. Like, that level of disrespect for a dude that saved the world. world. Like, what does he want me to do? I've done enough for And she tried to make it small like you fought Captain America at an airport. He was like, what? I went to the quantum realm of fun. That kind of made me mad. Jack, jump in here at any point in time. I'm just waiting for the movie to start. Fine. So then we're there. And then she's like, well, when you were doing your thing, guess what I built in the basement? Yeah, and then and then all right, you, you since you lit me up, man, I'll jump in. Fine, and I'm sitting here. Wait, so the grandfather's super smart, the grandma's super smart, the daughter's super smart. We know the husband's not a genius, but the kid is super smart in a way where now she's pioneering technology that no one else could figure out. To be fair, Scott Lake is an electrical engineer, so he's not a he's not a dummy, but he's not genius level, and he's not related to the freaking Pims. He's really not. That's yeah. That's all. She's not really doing Well, I, I I imagined because he was gone for five years, so I imagined they were taking. So care she of, got, like, they they were influential in her life while he was in the class. I guess, but if you're not a genius, we're talking genius. Maybe, stuff. We're not talking but, about learning a, a, a trade. So can I tell you how tired yeah. I am of seeing this in movies? It's a podcast, Jack. It's a podcast, Jack. All right. So for those of you listening, I'm just making circles with my hands because that's how all technology works in movies since Iron Man. 
Actually, pre Iron Man, they were doing it in the Minority Report, and when they yeah. did it in Minority Report, that was pretty cool. Iron Man, that was also pretty cool. Now it's so played out, man. I'm so sick of seeing everyone it, just. Doing this is my issue too with Marvel in general. In the beginning, they earned everything. Freaking Tony Stark spent like 30 minutes in a cave in the movie with his two weeks to figure out how to build them something that's really going to be a pseudo armor that's going to pull shrapnel out of my heart but yep. also get me out of here. And we watched him have to use his genius and a lot of luck and that guy was helping him. We saw Wakanda, and Wakanda forever freaking Riri built a top-of-the-line Iron Man suit in her garage while in college. And this girl opened a doorway to the quantum realm. <laughs> While Tony Stark slaved in a cave, putting pieces together just to save his life. Like the stakes at which people had Wait, to create things back then. We need to clarify. At the top of the movie, she did not open a doorway. She simply had like a beacon Morse code thing that was like uh, kind of like echo detection that was mapping the place. Even, the place even itself, that, it that matters. ability. Even right, that absolutely. ability. But look at how... And I'm gonna jump straight to the end of the movie. The wow. movie, okay. Well, why not? <laughs> You'll recap it. Might yeah, as well jump to the end of the movie. The end of the movie happens, and the heroes make the ultimate sacrifice. They save the day, but it costs them everything. They lose their way home, and then the daughter, who at the beginning of the movie did not have this technology, by the end of the movie somehow had the technology, where she did just open the door. You open a door and suddenly the whole movie meant nothing. And you're like, wait, there are no stakes for anything? Yo, why did we just door, watch this? When that doorway opened up at the end, I was like, first I was like, how? Yeah. How? Because the whole point was like, we need to leave now or else we lose our opportunity. Right. They just not. did it. And it would have been dope. Oh, man, it would have been so dope if they did open the door. And when they came out the quantum realm, it was 15 years later. Because we already learned from before, time moves different. So maybe they spent time to open it. But no, it came right out. In there. And it's just, it's why I said the movie's inconsequential. Absolutely nothing matters. And the problem with that is Marvel set us up. They conditioned That's us. That's not true, though. We know we, we, we know Kang. We know the multiverse. Yeah, we know no, I'm sorry, off. sorry, sorry. All that happened at the end of Loki. If you watch the Loki series, it's the same ending as this movie. Where That's actually true, Jack. That's yeah, actually yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. This true, movie Jack. means nothing. Oh, Absolutely shit. nothing is established. Nothing changed anything. It's, except, and it is. It's except, the exact except, except for the fact that Ant-Man did it. Now all those Kangs are targeting this world specifically. Yes. That changes it. But the yes, Loki we, had, we were following was from that world. None of it. This movie is so Jack inconsequential. Is right. Jack is right. It, it, it gives us exactly what Loki gave Listen, us. In that little I'm not episode. arguing that this movie matters. I think from the beginning, you heard me say this movie movie. <laughs> I don't think. So, so when when this movie started, they got into the quantum realm. So we'll jump ahead. They She she makes this beacon. All of a sudden, every it, it's with the trailer show. They get sucked in the quantum realm. And then we're automatically... We're, did you guys see this in, in 3D? Or you guys saw it in regular D? Oh, regular D. D. No, it's so three. So it's like a great. So it's like store brand Avatar, right? That's what it is. Okay. And okay. my son looks at me and is like, "This is like Star Wars." He's five. He's like, like "This Wars. is like Star Wars." The I, people look I, like Jawas. It's the Marvel version of Star Wars. I thought well, it there's was literally there's literally uh, the shot where there's the whole boy and lava girl to me. <laughs> well, I was gonna say George <laughs> Lopez, boy and lava girl to me, which is actually the best part of the film. No, I hated it. The Lopez character? 
Modok was pretty entertaining. Modok was terrible. Yeah, he was supposed Darren? to be like a beast. Modok like, is a real oh, villain. No. Yeah, oh, right. I'm sorry. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Let me say. You make me drop stuff over here, Jackson. I'm losing my marbles. Let me apologize. Let me apologize for all those listening and watching. Yes, 100%. What they did to Modok is unforgivable. But that is the Marvel equivalent, Ant-Man equivalent that you were going to get. No, what Marvel did to Modok is what freaking X-Men Origins did to Deadpool. Like it's it's that kind of bastardization. Yes, hundred percent agree with that. So, heck, and then and then it just turned into a dick joke at the end. Oh, he was there yeah. for nothing. All my inconsequential. He was there oh, for nothing. Goodness, yeah. that how hard did everyone roll their eyes? Like, don't be a dick. Okay, I'll be a dick. Okay, first of all, this dude broke into your house, tried to kill you, tried to kill your father, kill everyone you love. And your response to him when he's down is "Don't be a dick." Why don't you just? Kill? It's just so ridiculous. And he played and he played it like a mildly annoyed employee. Guys, hi. It's yeah. don't call me dead. Like I'm like, bruh. Like all the all the freaking stakes. But let's let's go back to the look of this world. Why the hell did you? Make, why'd you make it look like Finding Nemo? Like this is the quantum yeah. realm. We heard that this place is dark. It's scary. She wanted to escape. I'm like, this is. Like Disneyland at night, it's it's beautiful. It's like they, there's this the world had no stakes. And then, why do all aliens, whether they're in space or in the smallest of atoms, all quip and have the same exact sarcasm? So now yeah, yeah. all these movies are sounding alike. All these characters are sound. Where in the original Ant Man, I'm not even an Ant Man guy. He had Michael Pena and other characters to be the relief, to be the weird ones. How Here, they're all like cracking jokes. Hmm? It sounds it sound like exactly, you're right. The tone of this film could have played seamlessly in with Love and Thunder, and you wouldn't even notice that the movie had changed. You would think they're the same species when you just hear them talk yeah. and the way they have humor. Um, and why not make this place dangerous? Like, why why make it look like an amusement park? I don't get it. They set the danger up in the flashback scene where uh, Majors meets Pfeiffer's character for the first time. There was right. some sort of And it seemed there. like they were alone. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah, a whole civilization yeah. here. Yeah, she that, was by herself. Yeah. And how annoying, um, like Michelle Pfeiffer, when she was like, "I'll tell you later." I'm like, I won't tell you. I won't tell you. I won't tell you. Right now, for thirty minutes. Like, for thirty minutes, bro. she refused to say anything. No. I'm like, I just don't know what to have her say. I was cool with that if we went into the quantum realm and it was a freaking horror movie. No, I'd like, have been cool with that if we never went to the quantum realm. She's like, I ain't not talk about it. But the second you're there, you're like, well, now why are you not talking about it? Yeah, you can let everyone know as much as possible. Now, yeah. I, I needed to see what would have caused that PTSD. If you could show me that, then I can get behind it not being able to talk about it. Yeah, it was, but it was quite the I mean, they got it like, at the us, end, though. They no, got it at they, the end. But at the end, we don't understand why the PTSD is there from that event. Well, mm -hmm. the closest you get is she... she Okay, fine. When she she touched, touched the thing, thing yeah. and understood his mind was sinister. But not right. just that. She that spent she spent years there. With him. 30, 30 fight, years. Fighting in this rebellion. But when you look at the quantum realm, it's not a terrible place to be in. It's not like you're in this freaking nightmare realm. No. There's a bar. You can be all hanging out. There's a, it's right? Tatooine. It's yes, it a whole, yes, it was a whole city. Yes. It was a whole city down there. Yo, I'm like, this is crazy. So... They get sucked into the quantum realm because the beacon was turned into a door on the other side, sucked them in, and freaking... This also makes no sense, guys. So freaking Kang is like, I brought you here, blah, 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 because you can help me get out. 
Didn't Scott Lang get trapped in the quantum room for five years? Get out? But like, he wasn't was he there? He was there already. Because at the end of like Ant Man two, he got sucked in there, and that's why he wasn't blipped away. Like he missed but, the blip. He was uh, down there the whole time. Yeah. Yes, but he said that he never really spoke to having any cognitive reality of being there. He was just kind of blipped and blipped out. Doesn't matter if Kang needed you guys so much to get out, and you were there for five years, whether you're aware of it or not. Why Should use you now? Wouldn't he have used you when you first came, Ant Man, in your Ant Man suit? Well. No, 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 because I'm sorry. As as fun as Majors was his performance on script, his character made no damn sense because his character had three, not one, three opportunities to instantly get out. And every time he had an opportunity, instead of taking action, he monologued. But what is so that? What I about, don't what? know that, you know, Ant-Man might have been there and they might have just talked for five years. <laughs> I was like, but you I, gotta be kidding me. But, she but, literally puts the power crystal into his machine, it lights up, and then he talks to her about it. Right. Three times we see him do that. Right. But backtrack. They want us to forget the fact that St- that, that Lang was there for five years. They want us to forget that he was in yeah. the quantum realm. But, which is a big flag on the play. Because Kang, even if he was unsuccessful, even if he monologued to him too much, there would have been a point of contact. With how desperate he was, there would have been a point of contact. What did what did he say when he came back in the Ooh. other movie in the Avenger movie part two when I don't when, remember was that when he, he was never, like outside knocking on the door of of the but he never talked about the he ne- like he ne- he didn't realize he had been gone for long yeah he, he talked about like how time moves different that's really it he didn't get into no like details. he was gone for a, a moment yeah in which case if okay. he was gone for All a right, moment then, what happened he, he, he kind of talks they like that. They pick up where they left off. There's no time dilation here. Right. Yeah. So is time work different here or not? Right. Because, because when Michelle, but it, but it, by that same regard, Michelle Pfeiffer's character would have come back to, you know, 3016, not 2016. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. This is very interesting. Those watching us on YouTube, comment in the comments and let us know if we're missing it because I feel it's, like no, there is a no, contradiction no, between the way the quantum realm works between the movies. Um, so yes, we meet John, we meet Kang via, and actually I really enjoyed these scenes with him and Michelle Pfeiffer. I felt like that's the only point in the movie where I felt like both these actors are in the same movie at the same time. <laughs> like yeah. they're both like they're, they're taking it seriously. And, and, and it was very interesting watching them and then the turn. Uh, and then we see Kang and I thought Jonathan Majors killed it. I felt like Dude, it was kind of one note after a while though. Not for me. Dude, dude, and, his eyes and was, was crazy. was this guy super overpowered or not? No, he had, he had tech. But he at one tech. point, he's literally able to stop everything. Was but then why did, where does that go at the end that of the movie? Tech. He's got no tech at the end of the movie? Yeah, because his armor was destroyed. He blew his armor apart. It was tech. He was he had powers. Before, he would, he, before he his armor was ripped apart by carnivorous ants, he's depowered in that fight. Whereas when we see that? him... What fight? He's like when he's wrapping everyone. Doing, he's doing blasters, right? But yeah. he literally had the power to control all objects in the space. No, I think he had he had power to control objects in his space in his ship. They were in his cell. No, because we when he's outside with Michelle Pfeiffer when they first power up the crystal, he freezes her. So he's I got the it, power. I think it's tech because he didn't like it. Wasn't until he got his suit on when okay, he got his ship. Tech, if it's tech, he has the tech. He's in his town. 
when the big battle happens at the yeah, end of it. So even, does he have even, the power? Does he not have the power? Even when Michelle Pfeiffer had that flashback, you saw him in, in a few of the scenes where he kind of just did this like area blast and blew everybody away. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. a few times. So yeah, like where was that now? That's that. Okay. Yes, you're right. And that's my issue. He was menacing and they ruined it by showing him in action and not be, not be the bad that he's, that they built him up to be. Yeah. But he, but he, but he did. He did. They did to Jonathan Majors that most. I don't. I don't want to be like so violent about it. But whenever you see this, the villain of the story stop to monologue instead of take action, it just my whole body does a giant eye roll. He and they did that to Jonathan Majors' character. So many times in this film where you're like, yes, he's menacing, but now you're just an idiot. And it's not his fault as an actor. It's the script is doing him such a disservice. I loved it because that's the only time this movie had depth. But let me ask you this. when he spoke. Okay, but you could have seen him take action. The first chance he could have left, say he didn't, fine. Michelle Pfeiffer derails his thing. But the second chance, see? See, Rich just did what I would have liked to have done. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, the second time he could have left, why not let him, let him leave? If you let him leave the quantum realm, then suddenly the movie's actually gone where it wants to go. Now deal with it. But this movie is inconsequential. It doesn't. You spend two hours, two and a half hours watching a movie that you didn't need to watch. Now, it's fun to watch. But you didn't here's need the it. thing. The idea of a movie having to connect to something for it to be good. That Marvel way that it's killing them. Can the movie be good without having to connect to the next 10? Can this movie be good? But if that's the point, you don't get the last scene. Then get rid of the last scene and stop pretending everything's connected. But you tell me it's connected when you drop that post-credit scene. But then suddenly it doesn't matter anyways. But without it connecting, is the movie good? Connection or no connection? Does it do what it's supposed to do? It's entertaining. It's, it's, it's entertaining. It's all right. It's all yeah. right. I had not entertained. I was as I was bored, dude. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Because it me, was one note. He was not. I, I disagree with his performance. He wasn't one note to me. He had all the notes. I'm talking about the movie. The movie is one note. It just had no stakes. Like I never believed. I never believed that they believed that they were in danger, except for the jail cell scene where you had Scott Lane and fighting his daughter. And I'm like, finally. And I'm, I was waiting for that because this movie has has so much in it, but it has piles of comedy and stupid mess. But if you look at it, it's a father trying to save his daughter. Mm. It is the same emotional core that's in The Last of Us. It's the same emotional core that is freaking Rick trying to find Carl in The Walking Dead. It's a father trying to save his daughter. The but core the, is the same. But you put all this stuff on top of it to cut out the stakes and cut out the drama cut out the tension you had you had something awesome there and i hear paul rudd i see his performance those moments where he wants his daughter he's going there but it's not hitting because it's surrounded by this circus this colorful amusement park (laughs) it's like having a guy sing opera at a freaking baby gym like these it's like the wrong place for opera I'm sure this is beautiful, but I'm sorry. Your environment's betraying you. And with Jonathan Majors, I don't know if the directors loved him. I don't know what happened, but in all of his scenes, they made sure there was no comedy. There was no wisecracking quips. 
Well, he, they was, can't. They can't. He's he's the big bad. They're building the whole, you know phase five around him, and they can't have him be comic relief. He's the next Thanos. But my my issue is, I right, want so this Kang. I don't want true. the other Kang. Yeah, yeah, the other Kang. Yeah, that Kang's dead saying. now. Is he dead or just small? That's a good question. Because I need no, him to no, be no. just small. Did did she put the thing? No, did she put the things at the end on it? I thought she shrank it. I need this Kang to be the big bad. I don't want to be reintroduced to different versions of him every time we get a movie and they just keep killing Kangs every movie until we get to... No, I want this Kang to be, to be the big bad. Well, that Kang fest at the end of it was almost like the Neo fest in the third yeah. Matrix movie where you're just looking at In a their dozen defense, it is a panel of a comic movies. book. It is a panel with I a bunch it. of Kangs. Um, so... It works. You just have to earn it. Were they all a bunch of rowdy heathens like that one? Because they look like uncivilized, uncouth freaking... Some of them. But some of them were a little more... But that Pandora's box is opened at the end of Loki. And I hate to keep saying the same thing over and over again, but... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the end right, of Jack. Loki... The end of Loki should have been the beginning of this movie. Here's, not the end of the movie. But here's the problem with a studio in a, in, in a production. When you have TV shows and movies that are intertwining so much, you need each other. But your regular audience may not watch Loki. So what? You're, so you can't depend on your audiences to watch your seven series and then watch all your movies and come in. You can't. You can do that with the movies, maybe. You, but you can't have it both ways. You can't act like they all play off of each other if they don't play off of each other. And if they, if you need to give us a little three-minute recap at the top of the movie to get us acclimated to what's going on in the world, then you do that. Or you treat it like not everybody watched Loki. So for those who didn't, this will be fine for them. For those who did, it's not going to contradict anything. Sometimes it's just filler wrapped up in... <laughs> but that's the problem. All these movies... Are starting to just feel like filler. Well, that's because Absolutely. Phase Four felt was so weak, right? Because that great Doctor Strange movie really set up. You know, we got this. We got this teaser through Spider Man of what could be, and then they just squandered this like but fantastic. That's also what. That's also what this trailer set up. This trailer set up Scott Lang. You have missed so much time. I can give that back to you. And they make it feel like maybe he's actively wants that. But at this movie where he starts going, we had a deal, Kang. You're like, did you guys ever agree on something? I don't remember you guys shaking hands no, or anything like just, that. He, he no, he said, I, he says, if you get my, my thing, I'll, I'll free your daughter. Yeah, yeah, he had, he had, Kang had no reason to keep his daughter. That was just right. plot. That was just really? plot. That's just yeah. for plot. That made no sense. That, that was so they can fight at the end. Like, you got what you want to give him his daughter and do your thing. Like, what, what's the point? No right. point. What was the point? There was no point. No point. Um, and the fact that this could have been impactful if Ant Man died at the end. Yeah. Or or if they were just left them stuck. They've been stuck. We've seen them stuck. He was stuck but, for five but, but years. Michelle Pfeiffer was stuck. Wait, wait. But the second they completely erased everything of the movie, that's when the movie just felt like. If because Ant-Man... you're not watching you. Nobody's watching these Marvel movies as one offs anymore. If Ant Man got stuck, we would just be waiting for him to get free. In two sure, movies. we've sure. seen it. We've seen him. He was stuck in the quantum realm already. We've seen it. If he yeah, died at the end, if Kang killed him at the end, and he won, then we're like, oh, 
sure. If Kang, yeah, listen, I agree. If Kang left at the end, like he had the opportunity three times, suddenly this movie matters. You're like, oh, and oh this movie mattered. This, to me, I will still say this is probably the best of the Ant-Man movies. And he's the most heroic in this film, trying to save his daughter. So it's like he's not going to be more heroic than he is right here. Give him his swan song. He says, he says, I don't have to win. We both have to lose. Let but then him, that's like, not have, what happens either. Let him have his hero's death. And 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 yeah, yeah. If he got stuck, my only issue with him getting stuck, Jack, is that I don't know he'll be free. So that to me is just but like now, yeah, weak. okay. But now but but at least it would have been one but this is this is even means even less though. You know, at least it would have meant I don't know, I guess something, but this means absolutely nothing. But, but you're Ant-Man right. Ant Man needed to win. You want to make a movie that builds off the other movies. Give us a movie that matters at least by the end of it. Fine, Kang wins. Pandora's box is opened. Holy, Kang what do you wins. do? This guy has all the all the power, all the monies, all the tech. Unless, He's unless, okay, unless they're setting up because the end was interesting. He was oh, like, I mean, yeah, you know, they're setting up right. exactly what they're doing, and we need him because what's coming here. So what if there is a movie or something where they have to save Kang? They have to get Kang. Because he's the only one that can stop what's actually coming. Okay. I don't know. I don't either. Yeah, sure. I don't know. But I, but I will say that is exactly what was going on in the Loki series. That Loki, that version of Kang was keeping all the other Kangs in the Pandora's box. And when he was killed, they were all released at the end of Loki. So we hmm. really just saw the same content play out. But honestly, in my opinion, not as interesting as it played out with the TVA and that storyline. But it looked visually cool. I mean, it was visual, some of the stuff was really cool. You know, I like Star Wars and Shark Boy and Lava Girl. It's yeah. not the quantum realm that I wanted. I didn't want cutesy stuff. I wanted, yeah, I wanted some type of horror. Like I wanted, like it was, it was like Avatar esque. Like, you know, yeah, like Lauren said, like something that would traumatize. Um, yeah, traumatize. What's her name to not talk about it? So she's like, she's not even like, I won't talk about. it. She literally can't. Yeah, like it was right. that. It was like, oh, I, I like she yeah. had to do some things besides have sex with Bill Murray um, to Can survive. Can we talk about that cameo? <laughs> but why was like when Bill Murray walked in looking every bit of Bill Murray? I was like, this place ain't that bad. This yeah. place ain't that bad. Matter of fact, Jack, if they were stuck at the end, not too bad. Well, but the other thing, but the other thing that Bill Murray's cameo told us was that Kang was a reasonable guy. Because Bill Murray's character literally spent most of his life trying to kill Kang and kill Kang's people. And so, at the end of Bill Murray's character's arc, he joined Kang. So, Kang wasn't vengeful or vindictive. He's like, hey, listen, man, just get on board the right side and you can be a part of my team. I'll turn you into a lord even. I'm not going to even put you in jail. And Bill Murray's character goes, ah. That's not a bad idea. What, why have I been going at you this whole time, Kang? You seem like a reasonable dude. And so when Michelle Pfeiffer's character comes back, he goes, I got to team up with my freedom fighter who I, who's been helping me fight Kang this whole time. But he's part of Kang's team that tells you something about Kang. This movie didn't make no damn sense when you think about it. It needed that Black Panther Wakanda forever sensibility. You got it a just, bad guy who is so wise, who's lived so long. He's not just bad. He's he's everything. He he he's lived too many lives and seen too many worlds to just. I'm gonna keep your daughter. Why? Because right. 
And if and if his whole thing was, listen, I am yes, I know what you saw looks bad, but you have to understand. And if they really sold that seed of you have to understand, I have to go kill every other version of myself simply to save all of existence as as we know it across not just your universe but every universe. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know I look the villain from where you stand. You spent the last 20 years trying to help me fix this device. So you know a little bit of my heart when I tell you there's a reason I have to do this. And I'm and then suddenly I I might go ah, that's very compelling. Okay, there's some conflict there. And that elements were there. It would just be undercut by humor, undercut yeah. by a world with no stakes. Because you would have scenes with him doing that, and then it would cut to, I have holes in my jelly. Like, you know, it would just cut the stuff. I have like, holes. And then, or, or he's, uh, Kang is looking dope, and then freaking Modoc comes like, <laughs> don't call me Darren. It's like, <laughs> oh and then God. I will say it was funny at the end when he was like, I always wanted to be an Avenger. And they're like, yeah, okay. The face touch. It's too much. Um, I I think what potential. Uh, I love Jonathan Majors. I thought that he did in one movie what they spent ten movies doing with Thanos. Like they built him up over the course of a decade to come and be bad, and he did it in one movie where it's like I can see him going on. Too bad he's not. This Kang is not going on apparently, and I'm like I could have got behind this Kang. He has a compelling argument. He has that killmonger freaking Thanos argument of, yes, I have to kill worlds to save worlds. He has that argument. I need them to make the multiverse make sense because we've seen five different versions of what the multiverse is and none of them, they all seem to contradict. The TVA, What If, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. uh, There's one more. uh, There's one more missing. But it's all very confusing. And... Well, you know, ah. the other thing is this. What do the three kings want? I, 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 can someone answer that? Because we don't really know yet, I think. Yeah, because what they that. wanted before the movie started was the status quo, which is why they got rid of that Kang. What they want now is to come to our world and this world because their fear of that, their awareness of the multiverse, their fear of what the Kang, that Kang told them they're going to be a threat, so we have to wipe them out. That was that post. That was that mid credit scene. They're now a threat because they know too much, and they're going to do what he did. So now they're coming after Earth. But, the thing that Kang said was going to happen because he saw the future. But he and didn't see his is. future. We don't know that. Yeah. yeah, maybe this is all part of it. He just shrunk down a size. You think that's why he monologued so much? He was like, well, I know how it plays out. I told you I know how it plays out, so maybe. there's no point in me actually trying to take action here let me monologue about it let's have another conversation throw another shrimp on the body <laughs> Doesn't hey, nothing man. need to happen i would li- i'll listen to that dude monologue because without that it's just hijinks and cartoon characters so i'll take it jonathan mm-hmm. majors chef's kiss ant-man and the wasp quantum mania felt like an episode of power rangers with actors who are way better than the material unfortunately and i'm being hard on it but it is what it is 
I don't know if Ant-Man was ever supposed to be the character to usher in the new phase. And if he was going to be the character to usher in the new phase, it'd be cool to see Scott Lang be in a world where he is the only light. He is the only comic relief and everything else is serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why not let him be the new character? The point of the new phase is the heroes are heroes are tested by the villain, right? And so if that's the villain that the whole group of heroes have to be tested by then why can't ant-man be the catalyst for that to start out he is inadvertently as a matter of fact none of them are heroes it's all their fault why the world's going to get destroyed they created King a was beacon by a bunch of ants yeah they're really big ants <laughs> really big ants they're really smart really big, big ants with technology he was beaten by a bunch of ants they had, they had, they had ants in his pants ant-man he is that man. <laughs> well, well, Hank Pym. He was, and he he no, it was worse than that. He got beat by he got he got beat in a fist fight. Wait, wait, with Scott with Lane. Ant- he did is, go, which is worse than Dude, a bunch I'm of like, giant ants. Wait a minute, you have right. have been out here knocking heads in multiple universes, and you are getting beat down by a comedian. But here's my thing, Rich. He wasn't getting beat down. He was landing haymaker blows. It was just that Scott shrugged them off like they was nothing. Yeah, nothing. like what, bro? I don't Yo, know. Kang was just walking around like you nothing. Bang, knock him on the ground. Scott kicks back up. I'm like, how are you getting? He hit you so hard he cracked your helmet. How are you oh. just getting back up? Yeah, yeah. like real life. This dude was killing him, killing him. He should have died. Also, He's I had right. a question about that too, which made no sense. Right at the top of the film, after the dinner scene, Lawrence was talking about. They go to the basement where the daughter inadvertently sends a signal and then the MODOK character who's working for Kang, but they don't know where the guy... Anyways, whatever. They're pulled into the in, into the quantum realm. Simultaneously, the ants are pulled into the quantum realm, mm-hmm. but the whole family, even though they land in different spots, they all share the same timeline. They all land relatively at the same time. But the ants lived for thousands of years yeah. where they created a whole society <laughs> where they're able to blah, blah, blah. Uh, that, no, no, no. Rules that don't maybe. make sense. Rules that they don't have to follow. Only certain, only certain special instances the rules make sense. But, but they all went down at the same time. Right. You're right, but, Jack. But the family actually landed thousands of years later or the ants which were there thousands of years earlier when did the society because, thing because the, the, the ants were lighter so they stayed back a little bit further and therefore yeah, they got they caught in the time language, pocket right. and yeah, you know what right. listen right. man cool. quantum gotcha. quantum realm that's all i gotta say right, right, right. okay but that's the thing isn't it when you have movies where they have this macguffin of fake science magic that doesn't exist you start chipping away at your own rules and you're like it's the quantum realm anything can happen it's like it's no realm, not anything can happen you have to set rules or else we don't know what we're we don't know what we're watching here. We don't know what we're following. Right. You can't and have it both ways though. Something would have needed to actually happen to one of the people too. You know, the daughter's an old woman, or Scott's a baby now. If the ants timeline got all whacked out and someone well, else's don't timeline even use get whacked out. Ants. And there is no civilization here. It's oh, barren. But you need, no, okay, but you barren. need you can't do that because uh Mr. Douglas needs a reason to keep saying he's he talks to his ants. Yep. Exactly. And he says something about his ants about 25 times in that film. That's his one repeated line over and over and over and over and over again. They're really smart ants. 
They're really smart ants. Really smart ants. Second post credit, I didn't see it because I had to use the bathroom. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> what happened in the second post credit with Loki and them? What was that? It was just super short. It was just um, they saw a version of Kang that was like back in, I don't know, whatever time, 1920s. I don't know, like 1820s. I'm off of my math. But it was like he was like he showing was Victor, the light bulb pretty much, Victor like showing something. some type of experiment. In like a that, fair or a circus. Do you think that was a variant or Kang? It was a variant, done? but I, it, all I, variants. Well, our Kangs yeah. lived for this Kang in this movie lived for thousands of years. He right. could have been alive back then. Probably was this, alive back then. I don't, I don't think this this Kang is this me just speculating. I don't think this Kang is aware of the other variants yet. Hmm. He he's probably you know still living in his time with his just powers. Or, life. Yeah, just regular life. He's just smart. He's a he's a scientist or whatever he is. So they pro. So it's pretty much just a preview for Loki season two. Yeah, pretty much. Right, which is also going to not actually tie into anything because they're all kind of independently inconsequential. Which I'm okay with if they're good because Spider Man No Way Home was independently inconsequential and is a fantastic movie. So if it's good, it's good. It doesn't have to tie in Jack. If it's good, it's good. If it's good, it's good. Did you not like Spider Man No Way Home? No, it's good. Did it tie into anything? <laughs> It tied into itself. As a matter of fact, it was the thing that tied everything together. It wrapped up Garfield's storyline that was otherwise not wrapped up. It brought Toby back in a way that was really nice to see him. Yeah, I would say the movie was not not inconsequential. It was the opposite. It it bookended all the other movies that otherwise had no consequence. So, I don't know, Lawrence. I'm sorry. The opposite it's, in, would have been. it's inconsequential to the MCU phases. Great, but it but it wasn't trying to pretend like it was building off of something. As a matter of fact, and that's the problem because it kind of was the, when you introduce Doctor Strange and you talk multiverse, and you know the next movie you got is Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. It is pretending, and that's why you were mad. Yes, but also because the trailers for the Doctor Strange movie sets up something that it didn't even remotely try to go at. Because so Spider Man tried to act like. Here's the reason why the Kang movie is different. I watched Loki. I liked Loki. Jonathan Majors was great at the end of the Loki, and they opened the Pandora's box then. This movie, you didn't need to see any of Loki. It, it made no difference one way or the other. And the same thing plays out by the end of it. And I, I would go so far as to say whatever the next thing is in the Marvel lineup isn't really going to play off this movie too much either. Or it's going to play off this movie as much as whatever the next thing followed Doctor Strange was, which didn't play off of that at all. So, uh, you know, the problem with me and I do feel myself getting jaded at this point. I'm like, I'm, I am your fan. I'm the one who keeps going to the movies because you conditioned me to go to the movies to watch your stuff because I like the way it plays out. But now you're lying to me. You're saying it matters, but it doesn't actually matter. And I'm a good audience member. And I give you my money, and I'm faithful, I'm loyal, and you are not servicing me in a way that pays homage to my loyalty. You're going to be mad if you keep waiting for these to link up. I'm not. So I'm not holding my breath anymore. I I was just hoping to go see a fun movie. And it was fun. But That's where where it wasn't for me. I needed to see a father-daughter film. That's the only... for, For me... Yes, it would have been great if they linked up. At the end of the day, Ant-Man 1 started with, I was in jail, away from my daughter. I need to be a better guy. Ant-Man 2, we're establishing that. 
The blip happens in the other movies. I'm away from her for five years. I come back. She's older. It's all about his relationship with his daughter. And in this movie, his daughter gets taken. Like, that's the movie I'm watching. Give me a dope father-daughter film where he has to become the hero he's destined to be to save his daughter. I don't care if this goes into the next one. You know, the other thing is, I'm sick of the people who are making these trailers. Just cut a trailer that sells your film instead of selling me on a different film. That's not your trailer. This The trailer sells a Scott Lang who's conflicted to make a deal with the devil to go back in time and have a different relationship. He was conflicted for five minutes. Yeah, like five minutes. Five, of, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then he's like, fine, 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 I'll do it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the trailer almost almost infers that Scott might be part of the villain of the story that the rest of the family got to try to talk down because he's so convinced that it's a good deal to make. Yeah. And that's what the trailer sells you on. Just like Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness <laughs> sells you on the idea sells you on the idea that somewhere along the way Strange made some mistakes that he's got to be held accountable accountable for. And so these people keep making these trailers and I'm like just maybe just stop making trailers. Just put up a movie poster and let us come figure it out. Or keep making these trailers and that make you spend your money and go to the movies. But it would have been an equally good trailer if you just told the truth in your trailer. Either say less mm-hmm. Here's the problem. Say less or say the truth, but stop saying lies. Well, Scott okay. Lang was conflicted. He wasn't conflicted for as long as like he wanted to be. Yeah, like he was conflicted, so that's not a lie. I mean, uh, I would, I would, I would appreciate if he, if he actually died or he actually lost something at the end. <laughs> I would have liked if he died. I mean, no, if he died. Because the way, because the way, because the way that you know they set it up, as I said in the trailer, the way he set it up, like I don't have to win. We just both have to lose. Like right. right. Well, if he both lost, and then you know, Kang just killed him after that. Then well, I gotta tell you that. I gotta tell you, Rich, because they showed us that moment in the trailer, I knew it wasn't gonna mean anything in the movie. Because if it actually was going to, if that line was going to mean what it felt like it should mean, they would have never showed it to us in the trailer. And so Let me ask you guys a question. I know you're going to see this movie. Why are you watching all these trailers? I don't even think I really watch I don't. Trailers. I watch one trailer. I watch a trailer once and then I don't watch every trailer that drops. Because eventually they just show you the whole movie in a series of like 10 trailers. You're like, why are you watching the movie at trailer. all? So what are we rating this thing, guys? I think Chris, Chris gave it a five. Right. Five. I gave it five, yeah. I think I, I would co-sign on that five. It was mid. At the end of the day, it was fun to watch, but it was mid when it comes to yeah. break everything down with it. I give it a six because Jonathan Majors was pretty enjoyable, yeah. and even the post-credit scene, I like. I was like, I didn't need it. I didn't need it because I watched Loki, <laughs> but it was like, eh, it's fun. He's great. He's an actor getting his chops on, so I support that. The- yeah, I give it a six as well. I can't. Get, I can't give it no five when this guy's in there giving. Give the script they gave him. <laughs> there was no, there was, there was no action. His character took no action. Right, but he, but he delivered it like he was taking all the action, all of it. <laughs> yeah. And and on and when you get a page of monologues, he's smart. He's like us. He's probably like, why the heck am I monologuing so much? It's not my job. Let me make it work. So for that, I can't give it a five. Gotta give it at least a six for what he did. All right. So six, six, five, five, five point five. Five point five. Chris, you love Jonathan Majors. I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. That much. I didn't hate it. It just was all right. I didn't hate it. It was just all right. It was just all right. But but I don't blame the actors at all. And Lawrence, you know this being an actor. So many times you're on set and you don't have a voice. You are literally the puppet. They dress you how they want to dress you. They 
stand you where they want to stand you and you say the lines they want you to say. And unless you're stealing takes or saving takes, you eventually get told how they ultimately want that line said and the tone anyways. And with Jonathan Majors, he had a scene and the camera was on him for two seconds when he was described, when he was realizing he was losing. And I'm like, those are tears coming out of your eyes. You're doing way more than you got to (laughs) do. You're doing more. You're doing more. You're like, you're, you're that actor. Like if you give me a corner, I'm going to milk the heck out of this corner for as much as worth. And you're going to have a hard time cutting out my performance because I'm going to be doing this all over the place. And it's going to be with your words. It's going to be with your direction. I'm going to do everything you want me to do, but I'm going to give it so much depth. You can't cut it away. You can't. Listen, all the actors were good. Okay. I'm not saying the good. actors, the actors weren't good. You know, Pfeiffer's killing it. Douglas is killing it. The daughter's doing her thing. You know, everyone's doing their thing, but you had a, unfortunately, I feel like you just had a story that was a little kind of paper thin and could have been an hour movie ultimately did not need to be what it was for what it turned out to be. And I like these movies and I'll sit for a four hour Batman movie and be okay with it or an eight hour Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League. If it needed to be eight hours, it didn't need to be eight hours, Zach, but I'll watch it. Jack's a hater today. That film was dope. (laughs) (laughs) You said Ant-Man's a good time. Man, if Ant-Man's a good time, then the Snyder Cut is freaking a masterpiece. I didn't have a good time. I did not have a good time with Ant-Man. Great performances was moved by them, but ultimately. Although I want to say real quick before we end this thing, that woman who played like the rebel leader, I'm like, yo, there's your next Wonder Woman. She's jacked. Oh, yeah. But she can also oh, yeah. act. She's not like this act that athlete that kind of comes in and like I was like, I believe what you're saying. Is that your dog? <laughs> oh, yeah. she's being so just bring him oh, on man. the show. So I'm like, yo, she was dope. All right, so that's our show. We're giving this thing a 5.5. Five, first 5.5 in the phase five movies. We'll see where this is going. All right, that is. Aquaman. What is this? Uh, <laughs> Ant-Man 3. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Uh, Chris, do you have any recommendations? Sure, I got a couple. So, we talk about how Jonathan Major stole the show in a, in a rough movie. Here's some other actors who stole the show and really stood out in movies that were meh. <laughs> so, number one, our boy Christian Bale. Is gore and love and thunder. It's the same thing. Same exact yeah. scenario. Because, except for, and I'm sorry, I might have been the only one who actually read that comic line. Gore is not in love and thunder. What's that got to do with Chris said, Jack? <laughs> got to do with the fact that the character he's even saying the actor is portraying isn't actually even in the movie. But his acting is <laughs> his acting in that movie was good. Yeah. It would have been like casting. It would have been like casting, I don't know, Vin Diesel as uh, Doomsday and letting him just go as is. That's what Gore was in this movie. They never actually brought him on screen. But for the like, it sucks for the 20 people that read that comic, but for the rest of us, he killed it. (laughs) What's your next Next recommend whack? Uma Thurman in Batman and Robin. Everyone's getting a campy-ass performance. Uma Thurman kind of delivers. Yes. I mean, no. I mean, she. They all deliver on some Batman sixty six joint equally. Like they all deliver the right amount of camp. I think you need to go back and watch it. Watch Uma Thurman in it. Pay attention. Watch Uma Thurman in it. What else is on your list? Uh, I don't know all about right. that one, dude. Adam Driver, Rise of Skywalker. 
Adam Driver brings depth and gravitas to everything yeah, but, he does. But the girl that played, she was great too. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like she eclipsed Adam. Adam Driver eclipsed everybody. Maybe, but you. What is this list? What's the I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! All right, how about this? Alan Rickman and Ro- and Robin Hood, uh, uh, Prince of Thieves. What? No, that was amazing. What? That movie was dope. Well, You're crazy. I don't know about that no, that movie was fun. On your list. And, Car- and Carrie L's, what is it, Lewis, whatever, is great in that. It's funny. <laughs> It's funny. And if we get Don Cheadle with the pumps. About... <laughs> oh. Tights, <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> with Kevin Costner. Wow, Lawrence. Yeah, I was going to say. What is happening where, where is he going? To talk about different Robin Hood movies. Chris is talking about Robin Hood with Kevin Costner. And what I watched is dope. And Lawrence is talking about Robin Hood Men and Tice where they're singing and dancing. I'm sitting like, wait, the pumps? What is he talking? Don Cheadle. Wait a minute. Wait this a is, minute. This was this was incredible. <laughs> that's it. That's all, all right. I got. That's, that's all I got. That's Great. It. Wow. What a what a <sighs> list. <clears throat> Can I give an honorable mention? Go ahead, please, please do. In the movie Batman v Superman, most people trashed it, but all said that Ben Affleck was dope. I got that yeah. all wrong. Why did you say that name? Bad yeah. moments, yeah. bad movie, but people walked away from that movie going, I changed my mind about Ben's Batman. Yeah, so much so now they're so mad that he's not continuing to be Batman. That's true. Although he got trashed when he was first cast. He did. Jack, you're not sure? <laughs> Jack is just anti today. I don't know about this content anymore. When you go back and edit this, listen to how many times you was like, and I, antithesis of everything. Like, why is this guy so negative? No, he's being real. Listen, sometimes this stuff don't work, and we have opinions, y'all. So if we're negative, it's because it's real. And y'all saw Ant-Man 3. You know what's up. And if you liked it, that's great. I'm happy for you. But you can't tell me that the stakes weren't higher than episode of Power Ranger. Because <laughs> <laughs> guess what? Tommy got out of that dimension, too. At the end of the episode, and everything was fine. <laughs> and they all was at a juice bar drinking and eating, just like the end of this. All right. Well, that's our show, guys. That's our freaking show. Make sure you, man, tell a friend about it, man. Download, follow. You know what it is. Write a review. It helps with the algorithm. And we also got TikTok. We also have Instagram. Hit us up on social media. We also got a YouTube channel. Check us out. Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk, where we get to see our faces give reviews, as well as toy hunts, toy reviews, comic book man we got it all on that channel thank you so much good night chris's dog we'll be back <laughs> same bad time <laughs> same bad channel peace Please. i gotta roll this kid got a rash i'll talk to you guys later <laughs> that's staying in <laughs> 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 <Be real. laughs>